episode of the Night Society, where we talk about monsters, myths, legends, and lore. I'm one of your hosts, Cole, and as always, I'm joined by... Raven. Woo! Here we are. Today we're talking about the skunk ape. We are talking about the skunk ape. It's a weird one. It is. And I feel I feel a little weird introducing this before we do, like, the Abominable Snowman or Sasquatch, Yeti. Bigfoot, Yeti. There's also one in Australia that's that's very that popular. That can be in its own episode. I know, but I, I can't think of it. But I chose the skunk ape this week uh, because I grew up in South Florida where I remember seeing uh, footage of, like, a supposed skunk ape sighting on TV when I was really young. And, like, I remember sitting at the edge of my parents' bed and there was this footage on the TV of, like, a Bronco-esque vehicle from some era, 80s, 90s, I don't know. But it was going on, like, a, a a mud trail through the Everglades, I would assume. And there was, I just remembered, like, palm fronds and this, like, just a bunch of, like, plant textures and then this footage and then this vehicle responding to this thing. And it definitely scared me as a child. Like, I, like the skunk ape was part of my reality. Mm-hmm. And I would go to bed and, like, I... I'm someone who sleeps with a leg outside of the comforter pretty much no matter what the weather is. You just got to have that calf out of what <laughs> I'm not joking. You got to that's how you like regulate your temp. But I wouldn't do that living in Florida because I was like what if the skunk ape comes and gets me? Mm-hmm. Cuz granted like I was in suburbia, but part of suburbia that literally was not that far from the Everglades. Like mm-hmm. when the Everglades caught on fire, usually I could see it like not too far away from home. So to think that there was this thing or as like a small child that was like a bipedal Monster. giant thing, yeah. like I, it terrified me. And it definitely was like, there wasn't a monster in my closet. There was a monster in the Everglades and it was going to get me. <laughs> this was your personal monster. <laughs> this was my personal hell. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of though. But yeah, like, I don't know. It, not that I have firsthand accounts of it, but I have firsthand fear. Mm hmm. I guess. It was part of your cultural fear. Yeah. For sure. Like with all of these kind of creatures in the in the in the woods, like these these Sasquatch esque characters, I feel like ninety percent of them is cultural fear. And like we always kind of launch into the ends of these podcasts about like the practicality of these monsters or these legends or whatever what have you, whether or not they're real. Um Rude. Whether or not they're real doesn't really matter, but it's more of like, okay, what is the purpose of the cultural fear? And I feel like that's such a big conversation with this creature, with the with the skunk ape. Um, so I think that's just like, first, I guess, just a really f- interesting first thing to say that it doesn't necessarily matter if you saw it, you had it in your psyche, and that yeah. made you scared to go outside. Definitely. Plus the snakes, crocodiles, sharks literally everything terrifying yeah. in your backyard i mean and i also saw like jaws at a very formative age as well and that scared me from going to the beach mm-hmm. but... i mean florida is a death trap Let's be, it's florida, <laughs> florida is the australia of the yes States. that's 100 percent what i was yeah. gonna say um everything's out to get you we also had peacocks and they weren't friendly either. But peacocks are not friendly. We had a church so majestic up. and so shitty for some reason there was a church that like i guess it was like the boy scouts of our like our family was in boy scouts and stuff and i think it was just one of the churches that we were 
you know, sponsored by, because that's where you usually met. And the, what is the house of the clergy called? Is that called anything? What? I don't know. Basically, like, the clergy's house was on site, and they had peacocks. And so it was this church with these wandering peacocks, and they will fuck you up. Anyway, that's not the purpose. (laughs) This is not a podcast about peacock watch. So let's go, let's get into, like, the the deets, man. Let's get into, like, what would, what is a skunk ape? That's a very good question. So most accounts compare skunk ape to Sasquatch, Mm -hmm. but the fur is different. The facial features are slightly different still. The people refer to the skunk ape as more of the orangutan like Mm -hmm. cousin to if Bigfoot was more gorilla esque in nature. Totally. This is. We're summarizing here. But I also like to note when you talk or when people talk about the the visuals of Skunk Ape. Also, I believe it's a a few inches shorter, but really we're just still talking about a giant. We're still talking about a giant bipedal creature. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also, like you said, black thing that also has like orangish red hair. In illustrations from like uh, firsthand accounts or whatever, witnesses, there's sometimes no no hair around the breast region. Hmm. So like like face, orangutan. Yeah. So like face, breasts are always like highlighted in the illustration, which I find interesting because ape. Like when I when I think of Sasquatch or Bigfoot, I always think of the Patterson Gimlin film, which is the 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 footage of Sasquatch walking yeah. to the right side, looking over his shoulder on that riverbed, uh, which is very that's that's Chewbacca, like Literally, head to toe yeah. fur, head to toe fur, yeah. Um, but also consider the climate, like totally grizzly bear climate. So yes. like that would make a lot of sense. And while we're talking about the skunk ape, kind of based in Florida, just for for my own fears and because of, I think uh, Florida conversations with the skunk ape. Like there's also like the Louisiana Bigfoot or Louisiana Squatch, uh, and some other like southern. America's basically that they're all describing the skunk ape. So they all have this like cultural creature, but they don't necessarily call it the same thing. Yes, but sightings describe them the same way versus yeah. it being like Sasquatch. Totally. Also, the footprints are a little different. They're like four toed. Four toed. Yeah. Which it's like so weird. I know people who have four toes. So, but they're like long toes. They're creepy a little bit. They're not like human toes though. Right. But I want to see. I wrote down, or I saw somewhere, the actual so- size of the uh, the Everglades, or like where they. It's some ridiculous size, like four million acres or something ridiculous. That's yeah, the a Ever- lot. The Everglades is pretty huge. Like, they're huge. Like where I lived in Florida, I think I was ten or twelve miles like inland mm-hmm. from the beach, and it at the time I lived there, it wasn't that much further that it was marshland. Yeah. Like, literally, there were, like, inlets of water where, like, manate- manatees would get stuck. Yeah. Beca- oh, that's so I mean, they, we had, there was, like, a oh, rescue team for As in, like, them. an estuary Yeah. Stuck? Okay. So it was just like, oh, like, baby girl, like, we gotta... I got you. Get, to, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and outside of, like, where I grew up, we had an estuary mm-hmm. where we had all sorts of things. Yeah. I just feel like there's something to be said, like, maybe I'm jumping a little ahead here, but... I will always believe in creepy monsters in the context of large uninhabited spaces. And mm-hmm. I use uninhabited, of course, in quotes. Like, of course, these places are inhabited. They're inhabited by a lot of creatures, by people, by, like, small little alcoves. It's just that there's no cities there. But 
it's the reason why I, I believe in like Loch Ness monster kind of things. It's the reason I believe like there a hundred percent is like a giant snake living at the bottom of the like ocean because like why, why not? not? Yeah. Like, um, but it's 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 the aspect of like humans trying to process the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why Sasquatch makes sense is because that's such a huge space mm-hmm. for nothing to exist. Yeah. I mean, not okay. I, animals exist, but like. For something bigger to exist in really, really, really deep pool, like lakes of water, fuck yeah, something has to exist. Like, there's just something about, I guess, like me and the way that I think and the way that I try and process that's like, I have faith that there are these types of creatures because there's so much space on this earth. And like, why wouldn't a creature be walking around uninterrupted? You know? Totally. There, I was just trying to find it because I remember, like, I was in grad school or undergrad where in China or, like, Southeast Asia, there was this large space of, like, uninhabited land, like you said, where it was just, like, basically reserved as, like, natural, like uh, national forest. Just, mm-hmm. like, here's some land, no incorporations, whatever. Um, and they found this large uh, mammal, like, not antelope, but yeah, a large mammal. And they were like, oh, shit, like, we didn't even know this was here. Which is wild. Like the Guardian and Princess Mononoke. Kind of. It didn't have antlers, though. Fuck. But I can't think of what it's called. And I don't know how to Google okay. it other you than to, yeah. uh, other than Asian mystery animal. Like, that's not great. <laughs> um, but I just remember being so excited about that because, like, what I... I think, like, what brings me to natural history museums and, like, paranormal and, like, cryptozoology is, like, I love that unknown. I love trying to find reasons for things and their happenings. And, like, I don't need to go into, like, the existential crisis of whether or not I believe the skunk ape or Bigfoot exists, but do I want them to exist? Yes. Totally. Like, I want that mystery. I I mean, like we've said before, I don't agree with Indiana Jones, but I would love to have those Indiana Jones moments. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, This belongs in a museum. Yeah, no, it doesn't, sir. (laughs) Go sit down. Um, This may be an aside, but I grew up working at, like, volunteering at, like, a a wildlife care center. Mm -hmm. And it was in South Florida. A lot of the animals we had were, like, you know, raccoons who got stuck in someone's trash and now is missing a limb. And we rehabilitated. Or I would make salads for iguanas. But a lot of the animals were, like abandoned in the everglades so it'd be like horses or like livestock or something where people were just like cool i'm gonna eat myself out of this situation orangutans there was no orangutans but well but there's but spoilers south florida also has a a, i would say a population that likes exotic pets yeah so is orangutan all that far-fetched Probably not. Well, it's not because one of the times that a skunk, one of the sightings of a skunk ape um, was literally an orangutan that escaped from the zoo. Which is... But also, like, yeah, one, like, that sucks. And also, I'm pretty sure orangutans are pretty violent. It's one of those words where the more you say it, the more it feels like you're saying it wrong. Orangutan? Orangutan. Or violent. Orangutan. I don't know. Anyways. But also think about the way that it looks. It has, like, the chest that's more, that's flesh that's not hair it has more reddish russet hair it can stand on two feet i mean that makes sense one thing that we did not mention the reason it's called the skunk ape is because it is notorious for its smell which like if you think of rotting it's like rotting carcass smell 
Yes. Which I think a lot of those smells are also associated with the Bigfoot in like wetter spaces. I've sightings. never heard Bigfoot. Really? I feel like that is. Ta- I've never heard a smell talked about. Sure. And that's like you need to all watch more anyone, finding Bigfoot first. All, of all. anyone can talk about when it's talking about yeah. the skunk ape is just like how like god awful it is. Yeah, I feel in the in the sightings, it's definitely nostril Smell first, nostril impressions, and yeah. then what the, what they may or may not have seen. Yeah. Um. But I guess like I mean, if I were a hairy thing waiting around in mangroves and stuff, like I would be probably pretty freaking gnarly. I mean. There's part of me that makes me, like, I was trying to think through this, because so much of me is a huge skeptic of the skunk ape, because, oh, like... brackish water? Okay. Ugh. Why would a hairy creature thrive in that environment? Because it's hot, it's humid, it's wet. Hair is stuff that things can grab onto. Yeah. So, like, a lot of things, a lot of plants are very tropical, so they're very smooth. If they have hair, mm-hmm. then it's to catch, like animals for it to eat or something yeah so part of me was just like why is this a thing but then there's multiple like it's not just exclusively everglades it's not exclusively mangrove trees Mm -hmm. um yeah it's not all marsh there is like because like there was a part of me that's super skeptical that was just like i mean are bears prevalent there and then i had to look up a, a map of bears and black bears first off yeah are all over the goddamn country did you know that yes Terrifying. Two. There's also boars in parts of Florida. That like doesn't wild surprise boars. me because yeah. they proliferate. They're like yeah. rabbits. <laughs> yeah. But like, part of me was like, oh, this is probably just a freaking black bear. But then I also was like, man, bears survive in like Everglades, Florida. But also, if you think of like, ugh, like, could you think of not that? I mean, black bears aren't nearly as big as other animals. But like, think of what is it? Mange. If a bear has mange, stands up on two legs, like. Looks narnar and a hundred percent is a skunk ape. Yeah, and like I'm sorry, I'm really skeptical about this one. I'm coming in with my skeptical hat on. I don't, but like I don't know. That's okay. As like a, like so, growing up in Florida, like going outside, my, my mom would be like, check the pool, check under the trampoline, make sure there's no gators. Like literally, gators are a real thing. You had to do the run in a zigzag, like we serpentine. We, we had exercises. This is not a joke. But when I would visit my grandmother who lived more central Florida, it literally was like, don't go outside, like when I was really tiny, like don't go outside by yourself because there could be bears, alligators, or boars. Basically anything. Yeah. Spiders. Honestly, herons kind of scare me. Why? Because herons they got a wingspan. Are, herons are pretty scary because they're they're always bigger than you think that they are. Yeah. They're basically as big as you. Oh, and it's elegant. It's great. So they are elegant. very elegant, but they're also terrifying because they have crazy eyes. Anyways. <laughs> So this is just actually we're gonna panic about the Everglades. We're gonna talk about Florida as like an entire no, um, <laughs> but also like you being scared of that makes total sense. And like, is this a good time to go into kind of like the indigenous origin? Absolutely. So which I kind of love. Um, it's a little frustrating. I'm gonna be honest. Yes, I think I like I one. I think there's some problems here, but yeah. I I do. I don't know. I love this as. Having a group of people, like, maybe not believe in this thing, but have history or, like, their own stories of something like this. Or even if we just talk about, like, the guardian of this space. Like, I love that. I don't like the co-opting, potentially, of... A creature. Yes. So, let's jump into that a little bit. So, 
when you look up a skunk, the skunk ape, basically you get kind of two stories or you get like, you'll get two sentences that basically state it originates from um, an indigenous population, specifically Cree and Seminole Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it originates from a creature that they believed in. There's usually like two sentences, but then it continues on. Or it's just like from indigenous people. It's not even citing. Yeah, anything. Any cultural threads whatsoever. So I had to dig a little bit deeper. So a ton of the like kind of quote unquote literature and the the more the conversation that's happening around the skunk ape is definitely really Western. It's led Mm by um, this man Seeley. Can't remember his first name is. Dave Seeley? David Seeley? Probably. I have his website up and it scares me every time. God. Oh, wow. Hello. So terrifying. Um, Dave Sheely. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Um, It's very much pioneered post-1970s about this mythical creature. But there's always that, like, preface at the beginning. So that's what, of course, I wanted to lean into. Mm -hmm. So there's a mythology with Cree and Seminole uh, Native Americans. And I don't know if it's contemporary or not. I could not find any research on it. I couldn't either. But... They had this creature, and there is a name, but I honestly don't necessarily trust, maybe, I don't know, Sha'awanoki is what it's listed as. But there's multiple different names for this type there's of creature. There's one that starts with an E as well, like totally. SD something. Yeah. I'll but look that up. Specifically, these were stories told within these, within these communities about the snapping jaw. So it's very interesting because if you look up images of the skunk ape, a ton of Western images kind of go along the lines of, like, Bigfoot. So it's this very, like, humanoid creature. But then if you look into other histories about it, it has this, like, really creepy big mouth. And it's this weird conflating of two different stories, I think possibly around the same creature. Mm -hmm. And so the Native American lore about this creature well i don't the way it was written about it's not a specific creature that's in that's in the woods but it's all of the snapping mod creatures like turtles snapping turtles are prevalent alligators anything that's basically gonna like fuck you up so from a stance of like that cultural fear perspective it makes a ton of sense kind of for it to be that Mm -hmm. archetype because like that is actually who yeah who violence is in those if you're living in the everglades if you're living on the land the the your enemy are the things that can kill you in one shot because all of those creatures the snapping mod Mm -hmm. creatures are things that you take one wrong step you're done yeah and so like i think that's super i think it it feels very much like it's two cultural zeitgeists more yeah. or less around almost the same thing but it kind of was run with in a different yeah. direction and like we mentioned princess mononoke it mm. definitely like i think of a swamp version of like the antlered thing from princess mononoke God, or a creepy or like breath of the thing. wild there's that like ancient mount or whatever that's like this like ethereal thing mm-hmm. that's kind of like of this world and not yeah. um but there's also, like, this, like, with the skunk ape, it's, like, this weird personification of those fears. Like, instead of it being, you know, snapping jaws or, like, Florida is special where it has alligators and crocodiles and sharks sometimes cohabitating in the same space because it's nightmare fuel. Man, it's um, a movie in the making. But 
it's interesting that like with all these things, particularly with Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's got some teeth and yeah. a presence. Piranhas are piranhas in the Everglades? No, no those are in like the, the Nile. Ama- the, yeah. No, they're in the Amazon. Get out of here, okay, on continent. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Look, all all they're... all water that is not the ocean is scary. Okay. okay. <laughs> piranhas. Always remember, piranhas chill with the arapaima. Oh no. Okay. So God, it's interesting. Nightmares. That, like it's interesting that like supposedly there were sightings in the fifties and sixties, but then like the seventies is when the, the skunk egg I would say popped off. Um <laughs> but it's interesting that we have this like like you know, I didn't even look to see when Sasquatch started popping up and if there was like a parallel. Oh, we'll get we'll get to it but in that episode. The personification, the, the humanoidness of this thing also brings me into thinking about like how fucking self-centered are we (laughs) super and we are so self-centered that so the thing that just like blew my mind and it's kind of like one of the main bullet points when you look up skunk ape is this creature was ratified into florida law i'm not even joking (laughs) um so as you said uh 50s and 60s it was sheely's dad who started like see like investigating these sightings and then dave Sheely basically went from there and was like this is my life's passion and he kind of like ran with it and it's kind of the preservationist and i say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because like there were a lot of writings about like with him about how he like he has a full documentary made about him, but about how, like, the skunk ape is his, like, life's passion. And he's super, he, like, advocates for the fact that if you have a skunk ape sighting, do not report it until a certain amount of hours afterwards, because then it can leave. Yeah. And, Basically, like, no one's going to no, flood. No, no poaching. Yeah. But um, he also, though, has, like, the Florida, like, attraction uh the roadside, roadside gaff, yeah. like uh, what is the show that you like? The, you gotta narrow it down, baby. The one you just did, combo breaker on Gravity Falls. Gra- it's it's Gravity Falls IRL, like the Mystery Shack. Yeah, it's just kind of like cheesy, get your money stuff. But he also like his words say that he's uh, really into it. But kind of around the same time, he started kind of you know. Uh, Getting more serious in this, he had footage that was taken. There were more and more sightings that were happening in the 70s. In 1977, uh, a law was passed in Florida making it illegal to, quote, take, possess, harm, or molest anthropoids or humanoid animals. Talking specifically about... That's basically pointing at the swamp ape. I mean, I feel good Uh, about that, though skunk like, ape like i i'm not mad about that i'm not mad about that either but the fact that it was put into law i think solidified the, the like, cultural psyche more mm-hmm. that this was a real thing yeah because like if it wasn't a real thing why would it be made into law yeah you know i think there's also something to say about uh dave Sheely as well because there's like some stuff there's like some like documentaries or just like footage that like kind of frames him as this like kook yeah and there's other stuff that like depends who's yeah. behind a camera totally but then there's like other articles and videos you watch and he's like fair like he seems like a man fairly grounded in reality like yeah. i mean it's 2020 baby so like but like <laughs> who's grounded in reality yeah but he like 
I, I can't remember where the article was, but he was taught, like, someone, it was an interview with him, and he was even, like, he made some joke about, like, what some people believe who come to his plays, and, you know, I would love the skunk ape to be real. The other part of me really loves the idea of, like, this guy just creating... Or, this mythos? Yeah. I mean, granted, it's kind of co-opted and fucked, but, like... Because he is making money off of it. Yeah. That's but, real. <laughs> but, like, it makes me think of David Wilson, who runs uh, the Museum of uh, Jurassic Technology, which, like, granted, not the same thing. That guy is an artist who is basically curating things and making, like, phone, like, history museum experiences. But, like... In a lot of ways, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of the man's name. And I met him because I was so excited. And he reminded me of um, Andrew Zimmern. But he's a printmaking professor who worked at the University of Tennessee. But, like, his whole thing was... I should really fucking look up his name. Um, His whole thing, though, was he curated oddities and curiosities from, like, various, like, folk artists. Mm -hmm. But spoilers, he was the folk artist doing all these different things and building up all these different mythos. Granted, he wasn't, like, hurting anyone, but he even made, like, Audubon-esque, like, cryptid uh, lithographs and all this stuff. I love that shit, though. Yeah, so, like, so for him, like, granted, it was very, like, introspective. Like, he was world-building, like, Mm -hmm. around his space. Yeah. Where, like... I don't think this is what Sheely's doing because this is like an economic enterprise and like, especially an economic enterprise that now rides off the back of indigenous people. Yeah. Let's be honest. But like, (laughs) I I bring up David Wilson and this gentleman that I literally can't think of his name and I'm dying. You'll clip it in. I'm sure. Um, And I think those are, like, different perspectives of still, like, world building and storytelling that's, like, I think adding some whimsy and maybe mystery Mm -hmm. that isn't hurting anyone. Yeah. Like, David Wilson, he has this one about, um, like, bat sonar and, like, how bats work. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, kind of cheesy, but, like, there's enough science and verbiage where you're like, is this real? But it's it's for fun, where this is, like shitty <laughs> yeah is are we just saying that though because it's in florida that's a real no, question i don't i think <laughs> because like kind of like the narrative that you're going along is like the idea of like building a mythos for mythos sake and like it's really it's difficult to like find the line of harm right because mm-hmm. you can say that he's not hurting anybody but like you don't know you don't know where these things are coming from etc but this is like the same thing yeah. though. I don't know like, where his land is. Yeah. Like mm. this is the same thing though. Is like building myth- mythos in video games and stories and storytelling in any type of thing. Like just because it does not physically exist on this planet, or just because it has not been seen in like our Western scientific brains, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it is not true. Sure, and I mean, true, not factual. Sure true and also doesn't take away its validity so like i think it's like i think it's important to believe in things that are spooky and that are or that are like this mythos creature or that tell you a story or that help you like protect you from the snapping maws and such um i do think there is definitely a a call to like figuring out where there is harm and where there is not but like Mm -hmm. i mean i'm rambling at this point and you're on your phone. 
No, I was just looking at Shaylee's shit. He believes there's seven to nine skunk apes living in the Everglades right now. That's hmm. Seven to nine. I mean, look, they might, but also they might be orangutans. It's my, yeah. That's my two cents, but also, who am I? And I was literally just pulling up the, the footage from the sighting of uh, from July 8th, 2000. I, it literally looks like someone in a monkey suit to me. Yeah, it's... If you've seen the Patterson-Gimlin film uh, that is from the riverbed walking, like, you, we've all seen the gate of it, the walk, mm-hmm. Sasquatch looking over his shoulder. This, uh, this video of, the, of this purported... Skunk Ape moves right to left and goes into, like, a... He's, like, in waist-high water, which is the thing that they say... Is it in waist-high water? That's what I read, is that, the like, the reason it's so... The reason it's good footage and not just, like, it looks like someone walking in an ape suit... What they say is that he's oh, in, like, yep. waist-deep water, and so the fact that he's moving that fast indicates a strength that you don't find in humans. That's fair. Because it's definitely, like, foliage coming up to, like, mid-waist. Mm. And it's definitely, I guess, yeah, it could be water because it's, like, sawgrass and stuff. Yeah. But it's, also, it's sawgrass. Like, I ain't walking fast through that. Yeah. Woof. Um, I don't miss sawgrass. I just, sorry, I had a little do, moment. Do you miss Florida at all? No. It's <laughs> Disney World. Yeah, you're right, wrong. Um, <laughs> but it, it moves right to left, hits this outcropping of trees and like palms disappears for a bit and then moves into like it's it's fairly sustained footage like there it's it goes on for a it's bit it's like two minutes long um but yeah the like when i think of the patterson gimlin film like the, the gate not being able to see it but the way you see the shoulders lumber i don't know like it I'm all for wanting to believe things, but this kind of seems a little mm-hmm. sus. But this being staged doesn't invalidate the potential for the skunk ape for me. Totally. I agree. I 100% agree. Because at the same point, it's about cultural fear. And it's yeah. about, like, you should be scared of something getting you in in the Everglades. Because you shouldn't be out there by yourself without having knowledge. You know yeah. what I mean? But let's talk about contemporary things contemporary things whatever this bullet point is that's you well this okay let's talk about some contemporary things it's 2020 baby i say it every day literally it's help um (laughs) (laughs) but with the 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 pandemic occurring there was a lot of stuff or a lot of stuff there was a lot of like restaurants and businesses in florida that were like hey practice social distancing like our friend the skunk ape and i like Part of me really loves that because it's bringing potentially what some people might not know as, like, a cryptid into popular culture. Which is pretty cool. Like, because I don't... These dang young whippersnappers and the TikToks and the Instagrams, like, I definitely was watching, like, Discovery Channel when I heard about the skunk game. Dude, Discovery Channel was my shit. Travel Channel was also my Because I feel shit. like it was... Before it was Food Network Part 2. Fair. But I like this was pre like Animal Planet era. Nice. And Discovery Channel, man. Right? R- like not R.I.P., but R.I.P. that memory. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't I don't know I mean, I don't know what Florida's just kind of on fire. But <laughs> I think that's part of me hates it. It's that, them trying to like please God, like pull from everything they possibly can yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like, here's something you might be scared of or you might talk about with your family. Please just 
listen (laughs) but also like we don't need to get into how florida's handling the pandemic but the fact that they bring the skunk ape in one i hate it because it like commercializes it in like a weird way yes whatever but i do love that it's bringing it back into like the cultural lexicon of certain areas because like that's how you keep things alive alive. for sure so and it's exposing potentially a bunch of like kids to it that may not have known Mm -hmm. um and sooner or later there's gonna be like a skunk ape like abc book i'm sure oh, it I might already it. exist i hate it i mean they already a have one for so alligators like, b is for bats bigfoot big big I mean, <laughs> c is for crocodiles they need like a crypt they probably have a cryptid alphabet d is book. for damn that's a tiger and shouldn't be there <laughs> i don't know man i know it, like that type of water is literally like i don't understand i am just okay let me start here i'm a person who is meant to be in the northern climes where like there's fish yeah and their water is relatively clear and nothing's out to kill you unless it's a bear or or just the earth the Mm -hmm. earth is what's gonna kill you but like the thinking of the everglades and like just the concept of freaking mangrove trees freaks me the fuck out white no thank you and black if you green? don't know what they look like, they basically, like, their root systems are above ground, and they go into the water. And yeah. there's just so, it's basically, like, coral, but as a tree. In, they they're basically, they, like, like a mangrove. Could, it's like a field. If we, yeah, if we take, but let's take one mangrove, you can, basically, they can kind of fuel each other, because, like, birds, fish can kind of chill, chill in and around yeah. those legs. And so they kind like, of poop on each other, and then uh, feed each other. Ba- the tree, yeah. Okay, that took it to a weird place, but you know what I mean. Basically, there's a lot of places for really creepy things to live, which just makes me very. Oh God, I actually was thinking about water moccasins last night because I was thinking I used to go to a lake when I was young with a friend. This is just flashback. It really is just like literally childhood trauma. But um, the lake that we swam at did have water moccasins, and like every summer there was a report that someone hit a nest and like died. Literally. The concept of a nest, yeah, it's just not great. But I like you would see them swim by the shore, but then you would just like swim like it ain't anything. Nope. Literally last night I was thinking about it, but literally everything's out to get you in Florida. Like, yeah, I mean, look, even Disney World, it's out to get you. All of it. It's true. I, I thought it was interesting to bring the skunk ape up because it's kind of like. If we had an encyclopedic book about everything about Bigfoot and or the Sasquatch, like, we have a few paragraphs for the skunk ape, you know, in comparison mm-hmm. as far as, like, evidence and the talkings about. Um, but for me, it was very real when I was little. Totally. So, I don't know. We're heading into the spoopy season. I wanted to bring it the spoop from my childhood youth. I'm, like, trying to think of if I have a childhood thing. and What about Mothman? Was that close to you? No. The Jersey Devil? Jersey Devil is the closest, but, like, we didn't go and do shit like that. The closest thing that I would have are, like, sanatoriums. Oof. Which, like, we could talk about, which I think they're incredibly fascinating, but we had a place that, like... It, I mean, I lived on the East Coast. Like, it's where that dense population happened, and it's where, like, sanatoriums were prevalent. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were shipped away. Was there a skunk ape? No skunk ape. But, like, I was always scared of the woods, but I think that was just, like, a natural reaction. <laughs> I don't think it was because there was anything no. in it. But I don't know. Maybe I'll come back with, like, a, you know, childhood. Childhood. Childhood trauma? Trauma episode, but I don't know. We'll see. 
I don't know. I think I think this I think the skunk ape as an idea is really beautiful. Same same thing as I think of Bigfoot. We'll definitely probably go into like Sasquatch and Bigfoot and oh, yeah. all of those archetypes in its own episode, but I th- I feel like if we would have to talk about like the tall man to like kind of hit all of those totally. in like in brevity and then Yeah. Um, I think the idea of a but, tall man is interesting. Yeah. And also like I just the possibility of there being something that we don't understand or that avoids us, I think, yeah. is something that... Smart. Smart little cookie there. I mean, yes. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Run! It's 2020, baby, right? Um, but I... It's not... I, of course, sound very pessimistic as we research this stuff, but that does not discredit my uh, my belief in something like this being possible. And it doesn't discredit the people who've seen things and not known what totally. they were. Because, like, I... Not like Sheely could have been out there, and it could have been someone else. Like he doesn't have to be associated yeah. with the potential hoax. It's not my vibe to tell people that they what they saw is wrong. No, I can't do that. Yeah. So, but it's like also don't appropriate cultural stuff. Yeah. Also, that's the other note of this because no bueno. like, what what do we do now? Because it's like, well, well, what we do is we accurately cite. And what we actually cite is that this is actually a concept that comes from Seminole and Cree Native Americans mm-hmm. and was okay, and was something that they told in their own communities. And that's how you start the conversation about it. And mm-hmm. then you can possibly go into the other stuff, the contemporary stuff. But Thank you so much for listening to our ramblings this week. I sure was here for it. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can reach us at okretro.zone. You can also check us out on Twitter. At okretrozone for myself. And I'm at Edgar Allan Pone. It'll be in the show notes because it's kind of a confusing spelling. But other than that, thank you so much for listening to The Night Society, where we talk about monsters, myths, lores, and legends, and we will see you on the next full moon. New moon. N- new moon. We'll see you on the next new moon. In two weeks.